populations, simply your overtime, your meal and rest breaks. And so California is very, as, as we know, very strict when it comes to putting the burden on employers to ensure that a work environment compliant with wage and hour laws is there. So overtime, what is overtime? And specifically, I'm speaking to not you guys, you 1099s, I'm speaking to the W-2s. And I've got Will here, my assistant, and he's. this is definitely his cup of tea um, on the employee side. And everybody's had one of those you know, employee gigs, like back in high school. I mean, it's just, it's so commonplace. So, you know, this hits home. So what is overtime? California, this is what California says overtime is. Over 40 hours a week, okay? Over eight hours per workday. If you work 12 hours in a day, your employer is to pay you double the regular rate, double time for the excess time past 12 hours. That is considered overtime. If you, the employee, work more than eight hours on the seventh day, all hours over eight should be paid at two times, double time, the regular rate of pay. See how we've already started to do some math. Um, that is why when we talk about wage and hour, when it comes to overtime, it's very technical. Now, we're, I just spit out like the default um, laws here, but California says to employers, okay, this is what you have to regulate in terms of overtime. And also, if you don't do it, then you're going to rack up uh, interest, you're going to wrap up penalties, and that will accumulate every day. Every day that you are in violation of not giving overtime to your employee. So the penalty to the employer owner is quite hefty if we have someone who has been working for several years and is just not getting paid overtime. Um, then let's go to everybody has this question. It's like, oh, meal and rest breaks, employers. It's pretty freaking simple, really. It's like if you your employee is on a rest or meal break, you leave them alone. In California, they are supposed to leave their workplace. So you need to make sure that they are not sitting at their desk eating because that is can be considered as not allowing your employee to take a proper meal and rest break. These meal and rest breaks have to be uninterrupted, which means like, oh, oh, Bob, can you just pick up the phone? No, no, Bob cannot. And Bob can um, leave the premises to go and take their uninterrupted meal and rest break. So what is a meal break? A meal break is an unpaid, uninterrupted period of 30 minutes provided to employees to spend on their personal business doing whatever. It's not your concern. <laughs> they just need to take it uninterrupted. Um, and they don't have to eat at this time. So you, can, I know I'm like telling you guys some weird stuff and it's like, you'd be surprised the craziness, the, the facts that come out of these types of cases. So employers, 
You can't discourage or impede the employee from taking a meal break. You cannot create incentives for them to skip meal breaks. Um, and you can't create a culture that encourages skipping meal and rest breaks. So um, this is where math comes in too, where it's like, oh, like when when can I take the 30 minute? So what the law has said is a non-exempt employee, a W-2 employee, an hourly employee working more than five hours in one shift is entitled to one meal break lasting at least 30 minutes. So the employer must provide the meal break no later than the end of the fifth work hour. So, all right. And then what we what is being asked too is, all right, well, when do I get a rest break? What's a rest break? So rest breaks must be 10 consecutive uninterrupted minutes. During the rest break, an employee must, again, be relieved of all duties, set aside uh, what you're doing, and go into a separate area or whatever. You just cannot be working during your rest break. Um, so, and you are entitled to a rest break. Again, employers are faced with the same kind of penalties if you do not allow um your hourly worker to have their two 10-minute rest breaks in their eight-hour shift and also their 30-minute. If you don't, you are faced with paying them that time plus penalties and interest. Um, and so I'm going to turn this over to Will and speak about the craziness or some of these requirements for meal and rest breaks and overtime. Yeah, so um, I did actually want to flip it back to you really quickly, and I was wondering um, when are when can an employee waive their rest break? Do you know off the top of your head? So you have to have a waiver. Okay, the law says yes, but in practice, um, it's very much discouraged, but it's a meeting of the minds. So an employee and an employer may mutually agree that the employee will waive uh, a meal break. So that is part of the onboarding process. Like when you see a waiver, that's something that the employee and employer have to agree upon and sign. And California is very strict on the waiver. Like you can't just have a waiver for anything. It says that if an employee's shift is six hours or less, six hours or less, the meal period may be waived by the mutual consent of the employer and employee. So um, it, is it is for meal breaks. Okay, so that means employees, you cannot, um, you're not required to take a rest break, but those rest breaks are must be provided. So that is the spiel on the legal side for the waiver. 
Mm-hmm. And also, you guys, I didn't mention this. I told you, I just, I said like, oh, um, if you're working eight hours, you need two 10 minute rest breaks. But there's, there's actually timing on that too. That's why um, when I get faced with wage and hour stuff, I'm like, ah, oh my gosh, I have to create a graph. I have to look at like clock in, clock out stuff. So California says one 10 minute rest break for every four hours of work. Every four hours. Yep. Yep, that's right. Um, and then if you also do sign a meal waiver, because I know a lot of companies are do do this or employers do do this, um, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not going to provide you with one. That just means that you have the right to opt out of taking a break if you don't want to. Um, and again, it's super technical with like the legalities of all of that. Um, so you asked me a question. You said, what's the whole deal with like these meal rest breaks? Like what, like what are the special rules and requirements? Well, there's a couple for the employer. Um, number one, as you said, like you, if you're doing, if you're giving, uh, one of your employees a 30 minute, uh, meal break, you have to provide them. You have to allow them to leave site. Like they can do whatever they want. They can go wherever you cannot control like where they go. Um, additionally, uh, if you do offer like a break room or, um, some sort of area for them to eat, you have to be able to provide them with a space for them to eat. So that could be like a table. Um, and there's also a bunch of other, other technicalities depending on, uh, like break room etiquette. So like you need like a place where you can prep food. So like a microwave, you yeah. need a couch, there's the, there's these little things that you have to have. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of employers, like in small businesses who don't have the space for that, um, and that can get super technical and you have to figure out a way to, to, to work around that. But there's this like um, this show it was airing on E! about like Fab Five, like these gay men who would go like just go into this like straight guy's house and just like fix them up and like whatever. OK, um, we do that. for the employers so this law firm has literally gone into the physical into the facility of an employer and literally done an audit regarding okay um this place is definitely uh not suitable for your employees as will was saying it's like okay well you know guess what like is this door ada compliant oh guess what like um this is with like uh, dirty. Uh, this does not have access to your upstairs facility. Blah blah blah. We've lit- We've done that, and it's a very it, it's a very strong marriage that we have here in the firm with regards to HR and the legal component. Because when we do go in and do like a Fab Five like makeover, we're able to fortify your facility so that it is compliant with employment. Um, law here in California. So um, yeah, that's the, there's so many nuances, especially like you can't just create this like closet for your employee and say, Hey, go right here and take your break. That's not, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to fly. That's definitely not going to fly. Uh, and, and there's also some other things that I did want to talk about is um, one of the other really big ones is timing of your breaks. So I think you touched on a little bit um, regarding your rest breaks. You have to take it every four hours and it has to be split. It's the same thing with your, with your meal break. You can't come in, you can't make an employee take a meal break as soon as they walk in the door. It's, I don't want to misquote this, but I'm, I'm almost positive that there is like, already been cases that have been determined basically saying like the the break has to be 
within reason like reasonably within the like the middle of your shift if possible um with with best effort yeah that's basically what the, the um, case law says so that's why wage an hour is so nuanced because there's so many uh different industries like that have like um case it's like almost case by case right so the ability to be reasonable in terms of timing is a little is more um able to be adhered to in an office job versus the courts have said have been looking at oh if you are during high time at a bar in the middle of like a very popular area so it's been the the cases have really turned on the industry uh the location of like say the facility um high times because there have been issues with employees who are saying like they cannot take a break because like there's nobody there to watch and it is high time and then you know there's so many things going on with wage and hour and we can this is why you need to consult an attorney also because we talk wage and hour we were talking about overtime but that a lot of people are like what about tips we have i just just i, I get a headache i get a headache when someone tells me oh i'm also paid like on tips there's like california law has very specialized rules on tips on commission on peace rate it is insane um and that's why we have a very clogged up labor board commissioner office as well um any comments on these like on the nuances that i just kind of like threw out there oh for me yes no but i got a question oh, God. for you um what happens if an if an employee does not take a break or is not able to? What is the employer's obligation? So, in terms of if the employee cannot take a break, or the employee is not given a break, what are what is the what does the employer have to do? Well, they have to create an environment in which an employee has can take their break. Like the courts have been very specific yeah. about that. Yeah, they also have to pay a penalty. It's uh, I think it's one hour pay. If if you miss like a meal break or a rest break, then your employer is obligated to give you one hour's pay added on. That to is correct. You're doing. It's called premium. Mm -hmm. So I mean, and I I think there's I think I've like I've worked at places who've done this and and there, it's it. You can get by doing it, but it's just not good practice. And also, like you're, as you said, like if it's if it's a reoccurring thing and it's not like a one-off, then that's going to become something that you're the company's going to become liable mm -hmm. for, right? So you have to show that like that's it's not in your best interest to have that happen. But you know, obviously, circumstances arise, and then that is what the company's obligation is: is to to pay that premium on top of whatever you work. So like, let's say you have an employee who's taking a thirty, and uh, you have to cut it short or something happens and they have to come back to work, then that extra hour would be added on top of that. Not to encourage doing that, but you know, there are certain circumstances and knowing that that is something that's required of you is important because that helps you 
helps incentivize you not to not to you know and we get the these types of like wobbler questions from our clients who are employers because we do employment compliance and i always default for just pay it like if it's like that like at the end of the day do you understand the openness and liability in front of a court potential with the labor board all those penalties just pay it (laughs) just like just do it because it's just not monetarily, you guys. I'm not even talking. I know like ever, the business, the business side of Mel is telling you that if we look at this cost benefit analysis, paying the extra hour is simply the way to go versus playing, you know, like roulette with the labor board and a disgruntled employee. That's that's it. I know it sucks. It's very, very, the more you grow, the more um, careful and the more necessary law is to that growth because of these types of laws that regulate your very important relationship with your employees. So in terms of what sort of things have we seen with over, over time? So I I will tell you on the legal side, you know, overtime can also be if you if you have a an employee who's consistently missed their meal and rest breaks, I always plead, I always allege um, failure to pay overtime because essentially they were working those hours, which c- would pump up the amount of like overtime. So if they've like missed their meal and rest breaks, essentially, I say that, okay, per day, they were actually working overtime as well. So um, again, if you have an attorney like me on the other side, you don't want that, which is why like we're able to be very um, strict with our owners, because we're like, listen, not only do you do you find like liability uh, based upon meal and rest breaks, but you could also be like tacked on um, overtime. And what gets really crazy is that sometimes um, you have a an accommodation with like some with a say you have an employee who I don't know like um, broke their arm or their leg, and okay, what does that trigger for you employers? That triggers um, your interactive process is what California calls it to accommodate your employee so that they can do their job. And sometimes a doctor will send over a note and say, well, um, my patient needs like an additional break or whatever. And so that is um, another thing for an employer to to bend over backwards for. Not only do you need to provide the California standard meal and rest breaks, but also you're facing like a disability discrim harassment situation if you're not complying with a direct medical note that says that this person just simply needs an additional 10 um, to do their job. And an employer is required to do that. I would say yes, 100% third rest break, just do it. I mean, if it's, yeah, and, and I'm pretty sure like the threshold on that reasonable accommodation is like $1,000 or something like that. I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. I think it's case by case, but like that 
15 10 minutes is definitely not worth a thousand dollars yeah you have to do it or a lawsuit too yep. because the standard it's like oh my gosh mel like don't we get a break and it's like yeah the courts say if it's gonna be an undue burden on the employer then okay but really so you have for it's like again a reasonable person standard like undue burden on an employer it has to be just like almost like backbreaking. So in our scenario here, providing another 10 minute break in compliance with um, an employee who needs this based on a doctor's note, uh, that's, that's nothing. So, well, we could go on and on with our discussion regarding wage and hour, but you've heard it from us that this law is extremely, I would say, one of the more difficult ones because the law is very specific and you have to do a lot of calculations and there are a lot of pitfalls. So, but on the employee side, if you feel like you have been wronged and weren't provided overtime and weren't given wage, I'm sorry, meal and rest breaks, that's really easy to identify. At that time, you definitely do need to consult a lawyer, especially if you're complaining to your employer or HR of missing overtime on your pay stub or your meal and rest breaks and it's not being paid. Well, that and then you're terminated based on that. That is... a another situation facing your employer on a wrongful termination based upon complaining about your employer not doing the right thing, not doing what is legal. Thank you for listening to the Lawyer Lifter podcast. You can listen to other podcasts at www.lawyerlifter.com or your favorite podcast apps. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. 